Thank you for listening to WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchburg, Queen of Perpetual Help, and welcome to another episode. Thank you for returning to WQPH's Local Matters. On this week's broadcast, we bring you another part of a series with Father Elias Mary. He's from the Friars of the Immaculate, an interview conducted by our own Mary Ann. And he is going to continue his stories of Our Lady of Akita. Following this, there will be some prayer and some announcements from WQPH. Without further ado, here is our own Mary Ann and Father Elias Mary. Well, it's a wonderful day because we have Father Elias Mary back with us to talk more about his favorite subject, the Blessed Mother. And especially today, we're going to be continuing on about the saga of Our Lady of Akacha. Father, thank you for coming back. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for welcoming me back again. It's always a pleasure to speak about Our Lady and and her importance in our world today. So thank you for the opportunity. So I just think that it's important that the message of Akita is trying to show us the way out of this predicament that we're in. And sad to say that many in the church who should be in a position to get us out of this predicament are not listening. You know, and even we see this kind of, well, you know, the message of Akita has no relevance for our day. Well, that, <laughs> they either have not read the messages of Akita or they've not been reading the news today because you can see very clearly that it's very relevant for our time, especially with what's going on in the church. Yes. I just want to make one point out to you. Many people around me, surrounding me, that are suffering like Sister Agnes, I think it's wonderful that you brought forth how her suffering in your your first interview here was relevant and how she had those spirits that were seen and she couldn't swallow. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's very, very important. And then I saw the Cardinal, our Archbishop Vigano was saying, because I have been afflicted, and many of my friends, with great suffering this year, that we are to mm-hmm. offer this suffering for mm-hmm. the problems in the Church, for the sanctification of the Church. That is like, a, you think we're going to do it for the Holy Souls. The Church is very important now, with the possible schism, with the bad things mm-hmm. going on. So if anybody out there, I just want to share this with you. If you are suffering with no matter, I just found out two more people have lymphoma like I just got diagnosed with, that if you are suffering, it is a blessing in a great way to suffer for the Lord, to suffer for the sanctification of the church. And bravo to those who are brave enough to do that. When I go into a hospital now and I see all these suffering people, I say, my God, thank you so much for these blessings. If we can only learn to turn it around. And that's my my personal take. And the other thing I wanted to mention, Father, if we don't get to Mm -hmm. it in this uh, session, is about how our personal WQPH became involved with the message of Our Lady of Akita. It came about by my friendship with Maria Siraco, and she had a pilgrim go to... Garabandal with her that contacted her and said, Sister Agnes wants this message to go through the world. And so if you go on our website, you will see the whole story of how that came about and how it's eventually 
led me to find you, another messenger of the world, of Our Lady of Akita. And we're going to talk about in the next segment a possible pilgrimage back to there in Japan. Is that true? Yes. Um, since um, our first time that we went in 2019, we've been trying to go on a pilgrimage to Japan every year. But, of course, COVID came, and our first time to go back was this year in 2023 without any kind of COVID restrictions that prevented us from going before. We hope to go now next year twice, both in April and October, to go and follow in the footsteps of St. Francis Xavier, St. Maximin Kolbe. We visit the different sites of the martyrs of Japan, and then we end in Akita, where we renew our consecration to Our Lady, and we just be in the presence of a holy site where Our Lady uh, gave those beautiful and yet profound, serious warnings to us about how we need to pray and offer up sacrifice, our rosaries, and our sufferings for the salvation of souls. And just one last comment, Fulton Sheen used to say that the greatest resource that we have that we're wasting is not, you might say it's not fossil fuels or anything, the greatest resource that we have at our disposal that we waste is our sufferings. He said the greatest sadness is all the wasted suffering that is not being used for the good of souls because people don't unite them to Our Lady and Our Lord for the for the salvation of souls. So that's why our parents used to teach us very much, you might say, growing up as kids, they had this notion of vicarious suffering, which is kind of like co-redemption, as they used to tell us, you know, offer it up. Right. That that is so important. That's a powerful means of adding, you might say, power to your prayers. When you offer your sufferings and your um, what you undergo in trials, united with your prayers, they become powerful weapons that the devil cannot resist and that are very powerful in promoting God's kingdom. St. Maximilian Colby, just one last point. When people used to come and visit his friar in Yepakalana, the first place he would take them is to the chapel, where he would say, here is the, our Lord, our King, this is where the Blessed Sacrament is, this is the powerhouse, this is the central command, you might say, of all that I do, is here in the chapel. The second place he would take the visitor was he would take them to the infirmary where all the friars who were sick or who were suffering in any way, because he said after the chapel, the most powerful place that was obtaining graces for his evangelization and his mission of conquering the world for Our Lady was all these friars who were suffering, and he called them knights at the foot of the cross. Oh, beautiful. He said that, that our Lord lived a hidden life for 30 years, his public life was only for three years when he preached, and he suffered for three hours on the cross. But he said that the cross and that three hours was the most important part and the central part of why he came, which was to, to offer himself in sacrifice for our redemption. And so for us to be able to participate in that by uniting our sufferings with Christ and his Holy Mother, because it's through her and her cooperation, she united her sufferings with his, that whatever he suffered in his body, she suffered in her heart. What he suffered in his passion, the fathers and doctors say she suffered in her compassion to suffer with him. That uh, we can 
offer those sufferings, and they are powerful means of grace for bringing about a conversion of our world and and avoiding even chastisements that uh, are very serious, you know? That's beautiful how you put that, Father. There's so many that we have listening that are suffering. They're older. They don't have any family to help them like I do to get through Mm -hmm. this. And so we need, as the community of the Church, what we're finding is uh, in our Legion of Mary, it seems like each person has a time that they go through suffering. Some of them don't have Mm -hmm. any family. So we pray especially for Julie and her husband, Mike, who's going through heart process, and Tom, who's our engineer, who's having heart problems. We pray for him. We pray for everyone out there. The body of Christ needs to unite. Do you have any ideas Mm -hmm. about how we could do more this way? I know now my cousin gave me miraculous medals to bring to Dana-Faber when I go in there. I give them to the nurses. Mm -hmm. I give them to the Mm -hmm. patients that will take them. It's our little Japan. What else as the laity can we do? Well, you know, I think anything and everything that just because we are united in the solidarity that we have by our baptism, that we're all one in Christ, that when one member does good, we all benefit, and when one suffers, we all suffer in that sense. So anything we do to help foster the kingdom of God, if it's just praying your rosary every day, or if it's enduring, you know, the loneliness that you may have because of old age, and most of your family, is, you know, as you get older, most of your friends are deceased, and so you have fewer and fewer friends, so you sometimes they say that's one of the biggest heartaches of the elderly is loneliness, because there's not as many people that come and visit them. Anything that you suffer if, as you do, as we always used to do in the morning offering, all of our joys and sorrows, united as that prayer today that we said at the beginning of Our Lady of Akita, being that we're uniting, I consecrate my body and soul to be entirely one with your heart, being sacrificed at every instant on all the altars of the world and giving praise to the Father, pleading for the coming of his kingdom. Please receive this humble offering of myself. Use me as you will for the glory of the Father and the salvation of souls. Beautiful. I think that's uh, what we need to do. And, you know, we're not all called to go to the missions. We're not all called to be priests. We're not all called to be bishops. We're called to do whatever we are in the mystical body. We all have a role to play. And so the hand, he said, can't say to the foot or to the... You're not important, because every part has a role to play. What we want to do is just make sure that whatever we're doing is, is what God wants for us. And it may be it's a bed of suffering, or maybe enduring some loneliness. We turn to God. We know that God is with us. We pray. And so if God be with us, who can be against us? And so it may be that God is using this suffering as a way of purifying not only the person who's undergoing it, but also to help all those souls out there who are so oblivious. You know, if you can save one soul from going to hell, then that's a great act of charity. Because we don't want anybody to go to hell. Even these people who are doing wicked things, we pray for them that they will have a conversion. But that may come at a high price because some of them are so obstinate in their sins that it may be 
that it has to be a great grace that is obtained by Our Lady because someone has given to her their sufferings and united with them to her immaculate, sorrowful and immaculate heart for the conversion of poor sinners. That's what she kept asking the children to pray and unite their sufferings to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. The messages of Our Lady during the 20th century are still valid now from Fatima to Akita about the importance of prayer and penance. Yes. And especially the rosary uh, and to consecrate ourselves to her Immaculate Heart. And what Our Lady wants is or what God wants, is he wants the world to acknowledge the role of Our Lady in the work of redemption. That's going to be the grace that is given that's going to bring about the reunification of all of our separated brethren, the Orthodox coming back into union with the See of Peter. All that's going to come about to the degree that we give Our Lady this last jewel, you might say, in her crown, of her universal co-redemption and mediation of all graces. That's so, so and true. And people say, well, what does that have to do with the world politics right now? And the problem, well, because it's a supernatural solution to our problem. We need heaven to give us solutions, and until we honor and do what God wants, we're not going to find the answers to the problems and the grace, which is most important, to be able to do that. Because it's not only do you have to know what God wants, you have to have the grace to be able to do it. And if you're not willing to do what God wants, he says, I ask you to do this, and you do that, well, you're not doing what God wants. I ask you to consecrate this, you know, action to God through Our Lady, not do that over there. It's a matter of obedience. It's through obedience to God's will that miracles take place. Yes. If we're not obedient to God's will, we can't expect the miraculous. And God wants to give due honor and praise and glory to his mother. St. John Paul II said in his writings, he said, you know, he always knew that Our Lady leads us to Jesus, you know, do whatever he tells you. He said, but as I got to learn more and more about the role of Our Lady, I think after he read True Devotion five times, he said, I began to understand that Jesus also leads us to his mother. And that's true. That's the last important thing he did before he passed from this world when he died in Calvary was he gave us to his mother. Behold your mother. And John took her into his home. He wants that for every man, woman, and child on the face of the earth to take Our Lady into his home, into their hearts. And he wants that to be recognized that that's not an option. That's not something you can take and leave Our Lady if you want her. It's something that you you must do this if you want to save your soul because you will not be able to save your soul on your own efforts unless you have Our Lady's help. And our Lord knows that because he's willed it this way. Just as Christ came to us through his mother, the way we return to him is through his mother. Both St. Louis de Montfort said that, that the way God came to us in the Incarnation is the way we return to him, is through Mary. And St. Maximilian Colby said it in a different way. He said, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. The action is that God became man through the mediation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. We return to God by the mediation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Beautiful. And it's only through her mediation. All the other saints and angels 
all their mediation is to go through her to Jesus and Jesus to the Father. That's the way it works. Yes. Well, we've had a very wonderful interview, Father, with you. And I'm wondering, before we close up, if you would give a blessing to all those who are listening or that will hear it on YouTube and share it. And we hope if anyone decides to share our message, that they be blessed, because that's a role of evangelization, to let other people know. A lot of people don't know these things you talked about today, Father. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. You know, that's part of our work as Franciscans of the Immaculate, is to make Our Lady better known and loved, like St. Maximilian Colby. And sad to say, uh, Our Lady has asked for the co-redemption as a dogma to be proclaimed explicitly at the messages of Our Lady in Amsterdam, which, of course, as I mentioned earlier, has a connection with Akita, because of the image of Our Lady of Akita is the image of Our Lady of Amsterdam. Both places uh, have been emphasizing this as a means of bringing about the triumph of Our Lady's Immaculate Heart, that that is an important key. So it just seems that why is it that something so simple is so difficult? It shows you that sometimes to move men's wills takes greater grace. It says that a man who has control of his will or can, can give his will to God is stronger than a man who can conquer ten cities. Because the human will is such a powerful, you want to put it that way, instrument. It can either do great things by cooperating with God, or you can do great evil by rejecting God. All that we see happening in our world today, the great good or the great evil, all results in human wills doing or not doing what God wants. A lot of wisdom here. And, and for that, you need God's grace. Yes. So I, that's what I feel. And that grace is given primarily and ultimately... All graces come to us through Our Lady's Immaculate Conception, through her Immaculate Heart. That's the way God gives grace. So until we acknowledge that, we're not giving God the glory that he wants for himself and for his mother. And so we need to, to be mindful of that. We want God to receive the greatest glory, because that's what God wants, is his greatest glory. And we, who are his children, should want to and ought to Give him that great glory. We should be, we should fall over all over ourselves to do that for him. So we'll close with a prayer. Thank we'll you. We'll pray in a special way through the intercession of Our Lady of Akita, St. Joseph, St. Francis Xavier, and St. Maximilian Kolbe, especially our patron saints, and especially on this day in which we call to mind the great witness of purity and St. Maria Goretti and our guardian angels and patron saints. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he show his face to you and have mercy on you. May he turn his countenance toward you and grant you his peace. May the Lord bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Very beautiful, Father. So I think we scratched a little of the surface, and maybe you could come back and do another interview with us when it's good for you. What do you think? Okay. okay. That's fine. Whenever, just let me know. Okay, well, thank you for tuning in today. We are so graced to have Father. And the prospect, maybe you're going to Japan on one of those two trips with Father and seeing all the remarkable things of the Catholic faith that have happened in Japan. 
And we pray to Sister Agnes Askagawa, Father. We pray for her all the suffering. Now she's 93. And mm. um, all the suffering she's going through. And can you imagine how many people and souls she has saved with all these years? She's 93 now, right? Yes. How old? And you know, she's, she's suffered her whole life. So it's, it's, I think it's also important to know that God chose a, a woman who is not uh, strange to suffering. She knows what suffering's about. From the age of 19, she suffered because of some medical accidents that they didn't do something correctly for her, and she ended up being pretty much bedridden for 16 years. Wow. That she, from the age of 19 until 35, she was pretty much living in the hospital. It's where she met the sister who, or not a sister, a nurse who was a Catholic who introduced her to the faith. She's a soul that is a, a suffering soul, a victim soul. And I just think that, I think God, even though she's 93, I think he still wants her to, she still has something to say to our world. I just pray that she gets the opportunity to do that. I think uh, God has something that he wants to say to us through her that would be very helpful to souls. I, I just can't imagine that God wants her to go out of this world with a whimper, you might say, or without any kind of um, having some kind of importance to remind us so that we can get ourselves on the right track and yes. um, point us to, or repeat, you might say, things that we need to know and to appreciate and to, to follow. Well, that's a very wonderful prospect that we could have that happen. And in the mm -hmm. interim, we will pray for her in thanksgiving mm -hmm. for all her suffering and for what mm -hmm. is to come because that message that we got on October 6th in 2019 from the courier that Maria Siraco brought to her pilgrimage with her, I don't know if anybody ever went on the website wqphradio.org, but you could go on and put the word Japan in and you can see all the information that we're blessed with in October 2019. Don't forget, Father, on that date, it's alleged that the Wuhan virus was released, that the Pachimama mm -hmm. was thrown into the river there, and mm -hmm. okay, and then this message came, put on mm -hmm. ashes, do a penitential rosary, and what was the third thing? Do a childlike sacrifice every mm -hmm. day. So these are little, mm -hmm. little pills that we can give mm -hmm. to our soul by doing something mm -hmm. as simple mm -hmm. as she requested. So until yes. the next time we have more information, tune in and pray for Father Elias in his order and his yes, pilgrimages. Please. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Most sacred heart of Jesus, truly present in the Holy Eucharist, I consecrate my body and soul to be entirely one with your heart being sacrificed at every instant on all the altars of the world and giving praise to the Father, pleading for the coming of his kingdom. Please receive this humble offering of myself. Use me as you will for the glory of the Father and the salvation of souls. Most Holy Mother of God, never let me be separated from your divine Son. Please defend and protect me as your special child. Amen. Hello, this is Kendra Von Esch a recovered corporate executive who left it all behind to help bring others to a deeper relationship with God and the beautiful Catholic faith. Here is my reflection for today. Come, Spirit of God, I'm
Did you know that when you fall into temptation and you sin, or when you have those bouts of anger, moments of fear, anxiety, frustration, and worry, or when you lash out at someone, you resent someone, or you don't forgive someone, that you are actually feeding evil? We don't want to feed evil. We want to feed God. (laughs) So when these moments come, let's remember, we want to starve the enemy. We want to be sure that when these moments come, that we immediately call out to Jesus. Use his powerful name. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the spirit of temptation, of anger, of frustration, of worry, of anxiety. And I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus Christ to pour his precious blood on you and to receive your sentence, never to come back again. Oh, Father, please fill me with your blessings, your grace, your love, your peace, your joy. Fill me with your light so that I can bring your light to the world and attract that soul to your sacred heart. For more inspiration, free downloads, and resources, check out KendraVonEsch.com. Have a blessed and inspired day. We invite you to say the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. You're listening to WQPH 89.3 FM, Shirley Fitchburg. And now a word from author Peter and Jimmy, who is the host of Your Prayer Intentions, taking place every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Whether you're donating money or giving us prayers, without you, we don't go on. And if you do want to help us go on, please consider going to WQPHradio.org. There's a donate button there. You can give once, you can give monthly, and it makes a difference. It keeps all of our shows, and we have a great lineup of shows keeps us going and whether you're a fan of uh your prayer intentions whether you like steve's show benedict's hammer sundays at midnight whether you like brother matthew and brother anthony from from the housetops which is on sundays 10 30 a.m and 4 p.m whether you're a fan of the children's rosary which we have every day at 5 p.m seven days a week whether you like our local matter show which is saturday at 11 or talk catholic which comes right after us at 12 30 larry's music off sunday at 11 a.m 
We have the Shepherd's Pie Saturdays at 1 p.m. Or Dan and Tom with the 13th Apostle, which comes just before us at 1130. Any of those shows and all the stuff you donate, you help these things come out. But what also at the WQPH website, in addition to podcasts of our shows, is the prayer wall. Right on the prayer wall, support WQPH and get WQPH 24 hours a day, seven days a week on WQPHradio.org. Thank you for listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.